All right, today we start a, a new conversation series called I Am. I Am. And this is, of course, drawing off of those seven famous I Am statements of Jesus in the book of John. So for some of us, this is very familiar. Um, so what I'm asking you to do this year, I'll just go ahead and give you the, the New Year's challenge right here, right out uh, from the gate here, is to have no New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Let me just say, let me say that again. No New Year's resolutions. That's, that's the tagline of the Table Church San Francisco right here. No New Year's resolutions, but new Jesus expectations. That's what I want us to have. I want us to have new expectations about Jesus. Uh, don't get scared. It's not heresy. We're, we're not trying to create and picture or imagine a new Jesus, but we're saying new Jesus expectations so that you and myself, our neighborhood, our city, begins to become aware of who this Jesus really is, to rediscover the I am of Jesus. Jesus makes it really clear who he is, and so that's why we're going to look at these I am statements of Jesus. So that's where we're headed over the next uh, seven weeks here in the season of Epiphany. And so let me read the first uh, installment of this found in the book of John, chapter 6, verses 25 through 40. And in this, uh, Jesus is essentially going to say that I'm the bread of life. Okay? So if, you're, if you have a, a wheat intolerance, if you're gluten intolerance, let me, let me just go ahead and clear the air uh, if you're here or you're listening to this, that uh, what Jesus is meaning by I am the bread of life Please don't think, if you have a gluten intolerance, that you are, uh, you know, you have some allergy to Jesus. Uh, Jesus is meaning that he is the deepest level of human fulfillment that you can or I can dare imagine. If you were to read the Thai translation of this John chapter 6, verse 35, where it says, I am the bread of life. I used to live in Thailand for years, and I remember this verse, but it says in the Thai translation, I am the rice of life. Um, it says there, I am the food. I am the food of life. And so that's where Jesus is really going, is that your soul craves something. What will it be? What is it in 2019? Again, please don't make it New Year's resolutions, but make it new expectations of King Jesus. Let's read. When they found him on the other side of the lake, remember, the context is Jesus has just fed thousands of people with five loaves and two fish. And so they come looking for him after he's done that. They asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. 
Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who, have, who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But, as I told you, you have seen me and you still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Let's take a moment for quiet reflection. Father, in these moments, they they are real. We commit them to you. We want to hear from you. We, We invite you to speak. We too are those people that we, we just want to sign. We just want to see you. We just want you to prove yourself to us in this or that way. Oh, Lord Jesus, have patience with us. Some of us, we're struggling to believe. Some of us, we, we believe, but we say, help us in our unbelief. And Lord, meet us in the midst of our fear, doubt, anxiety, poverty, need, abundance. You see us in such the paradox that we all are. Heal us. Give us yourself. Lord, we're hungry. We're thirsty. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would be our bread. You would satisfy us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, LeBron James and and Bono both get what it means to be hungry and thirsty, to kind of go after it, to have that goal and it be a big goal, to go after it and get it. And then have some thought-provoking comment to make about it. LeBron James, the four-time league MVP, three-time world champion, um, one of our, our biggest rivals uh, now that he's with the Lakers, uh, had this to say, what really got me was how short of a time success lasted when we won our last championships. It was so brief. The championships last, he snaps his fingers, and it's gone just like that. You win, he says, The confetti rains down, you pop the champagne, you do the media, you do the parade, and then it's gone. And you think, that was the best 48 hours of my life, and it's over, and everything's back to normal, and I need to have that again. The media is not making fun of LeBron, nor am I. I love him, I respect him, and I get him. I get that. He says, I gotta have it again. I want it again. I need, to, I need to get that fix again, that feeling that came to me. Bono on top of 30 Rock opening, you might remember this, for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon years ago, said, what sort of a hole in a heart must a person have to need 70,000 people to scream at them, I love you, I love you, in order to feel fulfilled? What sort of a hole is in a person's heart? Bono's speaking of his own heart. Thank you, Bono, for being honest. Thank you, LeBron, for being real and honest about that hunger that's there and that God has placed in you. 
couple things that we're going to learn here about this I am the bread of life. Um, uh, first of all, is a warning. And then there's an invitation from Jesus. We'll look at the warning first. In meeting Jesus, he gives us a warning label, and the warning label does not read, don't be hungry. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't be hungry. See, we, I believe we shame ourselves from, from being curious and being hungry and having a thirst and having uh, human needs. And the first thing about this warning label is Jesus is more, in fact, saying that he says in verse 27, don't work for food that spoils. He's not saying don't be hungry. He's saying watch out for going for those things. That it's just going to be like food that absolutely just rots and spoils. It's not going to satisfy you. Be careful. Who is this I am of Jesus? It's a good shepherd. It's a loving shepherd that knows your soul more than you know your soul and says, watch out. I love you so much, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to tell you right here in verse 27, don't work for food that spoils. So a quick application right now, a, a thought-provoking, reflective-type question would be, what is it that I'm hungry for? Ask it again. What is it that I'm hungry for in 2019? And as you're writing that out or thinking that out right now, what is it that I'm hungry for? Also write out or think out, what expectations do I have of Jesus to meet that? Who will Jesus be for me this year, the great I am, to match that hunger that he's placed inside of me? Because I didn't make up this hunger. I didn't create myself. I would have made someone much different than I am, we might think about ourselves. What expectations do you have of Jesus? Jesus wants you to know that your hunger, your thirst, it doesn't scare me. I'm not afraid of that. I put it there. I put it there. You may twist it. You may over-desire it. You may take it in a direction that I didn't intend for you. But the root of that desire, I placed it there. C.S. Lewis, as you know this about me, one of my favorite authors here, he, he writes in a book called the, the Weight of Glory. Maybe you read this. He says, our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he can't imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. Dream. Imagine, create new expectations for Jesus this year. That's the warning Jesus is having. Don't go after food. Don't go after these things that's going to spoil. Another one from C.S. Lewis in the book Mere Christianity. He writes, creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exists. Let's pause right there. Do you hear what that is trying to communicate to you? Desires that you have, whether they be for love or for success or peace or joy or confidence, yes, those things can become idols in our lives, but he's saying that those things wouldn't exist um, unless satisfaction for those desires also exist. For example, he says, a baby feels hunger. Well, there is such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim. Well, there is such a thing as water. Uh, men and women feel sexual desire. Well, there is such a thing as sex. 
If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for a different world than the one I'm in. Let me remind you, Christian, let me remind you, follower of Jesus, the great I am, you are strangers in this world. You are aliens and strangers in San Francisco. The things here, the things in this world, even if you move and think I'll get it there because it wasn't here, those things deeply will not satisfy you. They will not meet that deepest hunger of your soul. I remember in college, uh, college is a, is a time in your life where you don't eat that well, or at least that was my experience. And I remember being so hungry at one point and finding this old, like, hard, crusty, Krispy Kreme donut in the refrigerator and warming it up in the microwave and taking that first bite and it was just so nasty. It was, it was, it was just nasty. And uh, th- th- that's just a little image that I have in my mind of, you know, like whatever we think that thing might be, whether it be sex or even sexual identity or whether it's career or success or food or some experience. Uh, it, it, it is made to disappoint us. It won't fulfill us like the great I am. This great Jesus can and promises to. So I come in, make Jesus the bread of your life or the food of your life. Um, quick application again is uh, what is it? Same question, same reflective question, but what is it this year that you're hungry for? What are you looking to, to bring you a deeper sense of identity, pleasure, hope, confidence, stability? What is that for you? Because we're always needing, uh, to, as humans, we're always needing to be loved and approved, right? Uh, instead of believing in God's love for us, we're always needing to be needed. Does anybody here feel that? I want to be needed. I want to be loved. Uh, we, we have this need to be accepted. Uh, sometimes forgetting that God's accepted me and loves me and I should care less what people think about me or how I'm doing in someone's mind. We have this need to be successful, feeling like I must produce something and and have it displayed so that others can see it and and make much of it so that I feel worth. Uh, Just so you know, um, I'm not making fun of any of those. I deal with all of those. I struggle with everything I've just said here. Uh, we, We have this need to know it all. We, we at times overvalue information. We steal stability from thinking, if I just knew more, that would give myself a greater sense of uh, confidence and stability. We, we have this need to feel safe. If I can just control the outcomes, if I can just know what 2019 is going to bring, my life would be better. Uh, we have this need to never feel pain. Man, I'm, a, I'm identifying with this one. Let's create structures. Let's, let's get busy. Let's do different things as a way and a mechanism, a coping mechanism, to get away from that pain. These needs, the ones we've just mentioned, this hunger is normal. There's a normalcy about your humanity to experience all of that. And the warning here is don't let anything else meet 
and be the fulfillment for that hunger. Announce that hunger to Jesus, whatever it is. Like, like Caroline was just doing, and others were doing in the open mic time, a, a, a statement that says, I was fearful. I was afraid that, dot, 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 dot. That's the moment, don't you see, that Jesus, Jesus comes in and meets you and I in our fear or in our instability. Jesus is basically saying, bring it on. Bring it on. And that gets us to the invitation, the second thing we want to look at here. The invitation, verse 35, he says, whoever, he says, uh, whoever here in verse 35, if you look at it. So they said, always give us this bread. And Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Okay, let me just break it down. I did an extensive research on this Greek word whoever, and you know what it means? It means whoever. It means all. It means don't think for a second that your issues, and we were just singing about this, the issues of my heart. Don't think for a second that, oh, my issues are just a little bit too big for Jesus, this I am. Jesus can't quite relate to the things that I'm going through. No, no, this whoever, he's saying as creative or unique or or whatever is in there for you, that's what I'm asking of you, bring it. Come all of it with yourself. Bring it on, he says. And the problem is, is we don't actually take it to Jesus. There's the invitation in verse 36. He's basically saying to those followers, hey, evidently I'm not that impressive to you. You know, as Rennell, in, in leading the worship, he was saying, this Jesus, he, you know, born, and there's the swaddling clothes, and so, some people may think. Jesus, in verse 36, if you look at it here, in verse 37, he's saying, yeah, you see me, but you don't come to me. Yet my Father is, is engaged in this mission, and he will bring you to me. If you're not going to come to me, if I've already proven myself to you, if I've already given you sign upon sign upon sign, and you still don't come, guess what happens? God's grace, God the Father is going to bring you to me. That's what's amazing about this great I am. Jesus is in pursuit of you. He's giving you an invitation, but even in our lethargy, our intentionality about not coming to Jesus, God the Father continues to woo you and pull you to himself. Jesus is available to whoever, whoever. I want you to think of a friend right now. I want you to think of a family member. I want you to think of someone in our neighborhood or in our community who uh, is not responding to this invitation of Jesus. Maybe they're a self-professed atheist or agnostic, or maybe they've just chosen to place Jesus on the shelf. Uh, I want you to think of that person And I want you to pray for this person this year. I want you to pray for that person specifically. And as God gives opportunities for you and for myself to introduce, keep introducing that person to this great I am, this Jesus. Pray behind the scenes that God the Father would bring that person to Jesus. That's what's happened to you if you're a Jesus follower, a Jesus lover, a Christian is there was a time when you didn't know Jesus, you didn't know God, and yet God in his great mercy brought you to Jesus. That's grace. How will you respond is basically the question here. And I love verse 28 and verse 29. 
We'll reread that, verse 28 and verse 29, about asking how will you respond. Look at it with me. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this. And you know, if you're like me and you're a doer, you really want Jesus to give you some task to do so that you can go check it off and know that you did it and have confirmation and you saw it and so forth. And they're waiting for something perhaps the same way. What does Jesus say to them? Look at it with me. Verse 29, he says, believe. 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 That's the work that God has given us, is to believe. In closing, let me just commend why you should place your trust in Jesus this year. And if you may be answering, I've already done that. I'm already trusting Jesus. And I would say, wonderful, keep trusting Jesus. If you've never done that, these are some things I'm wanting you to highly consider and think through and feel. Uh, first of all, bread does nothing for you by looking at it. You can smell it. You can touch it. You can carry it around and kind of feel it. You can even lick it if you want to. But you've got to ingest it. You've got to actually take it. And I'm sorry if you have a, have a wheat allergy. <laughs> Hang with me here. Remember, Jesus is the food of life. You, you, you have to ingest Jesus, meaning believe. We're talking about those deep tentacles of your soul. What will it place its trust in? Where will it find its identity and success and joy? Believe in Jesus. Trust in this Jesus. Jesus was broken for you and for me when he says, I am the bread. Later, he would institute the Lord's Supper or communion with his disciples, and we're about to celebrate it right now, but he's basically saying, I was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. That is, take it, eat of it, believe, keep trusting in me. And maybe you're getting to a point where you're thinking, maybe this is a God whom I can trust. Maybe this is a God who really does know more about myself and my 2019 than I do. Maybe this is the great I am that I've been looking for. Maybe this is the great success story that I want to be a part of, that God has destined me for, and I've been made for. Your life is messy. My life is messy. Our friends' lives are messy. And Jesus, as the great I am, the I am the bread of life, comes into your mess and comes into my mess and says all of the other things that's luring you and just screaming out at you for your attention and making promises to you to fulfill you are only going to lie to you, cheat on you, and steal from you. Come to me. Come to me if you're hungry. Come to me if you're thirsty. And only you really knows what that means. Only you really knows what that means when he says, are you hungry and are you thirsty? So let's take a moment now and just pray that out to God right where you're at. God, we do in our own space right now, um, you offer us real bread and, 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 and we don't want to be those people that, that settle for, for food that's really just going to spoil God, search our hearts right now and, and show us what is it that we're hungry for? What is it that we're thirsty for?
transfer our trust from those things to you. And yet we also pray, give us today our daily bread, which means give us success at work. Give us intellectual ability at school to succeed. Give us eyes to see those who are in need so that we might be generous. Lord Jesus, speak to us. We thank you for your great promise to us and being this great I am. We pray in your name. Amen.